The Public News Service Daily Newscast, May the 16th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. We head first to Ohio, where there's a new effort at the State House to make it easier for Ohioans to vote by mail by creating a permanent absentee voter list. To vote absentee under current law, voters must fill out an absentee ballot request and send it to the Board of Election before each election. They will then receive a mail-in ballot that must be returned. State Representative Michael Skindle of Lakewood recently introduced House Bill 641. He says the list would streamline the process, which would increase voter participation. Instead of having to remember the election and mailing in an application to get a ballot, you can be placed on a list and the Board of Elections will send you out a ballot application before every election. According to the Secretary of State's office, there has been an increasing interest in voting by mail in Ohio. 3.5 million absentee ballots were counted in the 2020 general election, compared with 1.8 million in the 2016 general election. Mary Sherman reporting. Five other states have similar measures, and six states have a permanent list for absentee ballot applications instead of the ballot itself. Coloradans received a lot of costly and risky health procedures at a time when many people were avoiding hospitals altogether. Eric Galatis has more. During the first year of the global pandemic, medical consumers in Colorado received more than one million low-value health care services. Diagnostic tests, screenings, and treatments where the risk of harm outweighs any likely benefit to the patient. Carrie Frank with the Center for Improving Value in Healthcare, the group behind a new report, says consumers and insurers paid $134 million for these services in 2020. Even in spite of COVID, when people weren't accessing health care services the same way, we still saw a high numbers of these low-value care services, and they cost a lot of money, both to the health plans and to the patient, and they actually can cause harm to patients. The most obvious example of low-value care is when providers prescribe opioids for acute back pain without first trying alternative medication, a remedy that comes with significant risk of addiction and even death. I'm Eric Galatis. The 18-year-old suspected of opening fire at a Buffalo supermarket Saturday told authorities he was targeting the black community. CNN reports that is according to an official familiar with the investigation. The alleged gunman made disturbing statements describing his motive and state of mind following his arrest. The official said the statements were clear and filled with hate toward the black community. CNN notes the revelation comes a day after a gunman killed 10 people and wounded three others at the Topps Friendly Market store in a predominantly black neighborhood in Buffalo. By the official count, 11 of the people who were shot were black. This is PNS. About a half of Latinos either lost a job or had their wages cut during the pandemic. That's according to a recent survey from Pew. Now, AARP is offering a free new program called Let's Talk Dinero, designed to help Latinos get back on their feet. Today, the program will host a webinar on the cost of caregiving. Adriana Mendoza with AARP California says too many Latinos are just getting by, so retirement planning can take a back seat to other priorities. Underrepresented communities like Latinos, Blacks, and some Asian groups, they're just not at par with their white counterparts in terms of retirement savings, pension plans, 401ks, and the sort. Let's Talk Dinero offers monthly online events on retirement, caregiving, entrepreneurship, and managing finances. People can get more information on aarp.org slash letstalkdinero. This is Suzanne Potter reporting. 
Meantime, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. As part of that, Eric Teganoff reports groups in Idaho are using Hope Week to help kids in crisis and to reduce the state's worrying number of child suicides. Gene Muchy is president of the Idaho Resilience Project and a community health manager at St. Luke's Health System. She says the project and Optum Idaho are teaming up to promote positive moments for kids, which can ease adverse experiences. Muchy says Optum Idaho is distributing 20,000 kites across the state to get them outside and playing. We're really focusing on kites, bikes, and hikes, so really encouraging people to get outside with somebody else and engage in a positive activity. HOPE stands for Healthy Outcomes for Positive Experiences, and the theme for this year's HOPE Week is Hope Lives Here. Finally, Mark Richardson tells us since its inception, Earth Day has been an occasion to advocate for a cleaner planet. But in 2022, climate change is bringing a higher level of concern over changes to the global environment. Communities in Arizona and across the country were out in force on April 23rd, calling for new investments in clean energy, green jobs, and environmental justice. Environmental Defense Fund Grassroots Coordinator Emma Benninghoff says they hope to transform the energy from Earth Day rallies into a year-round campaign for climate action. I think we are in this race to limit the dangerous impacts of climate change. Having hundreds of volunteers and activists out during her week was an opportunity to really show the broad support for climate action. Benninghoff says while the U.S. House has passed a $550 billion plan to invest in clean energy and transportation. More work is needed to get the measure approved in the Senate. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service. We are member and listener supported. Heard on radio stations big and small, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.